This is Ashley Hodge, and I'm coming to you after Baylor's 85-56 win over Nichols State in the Farrell Center. Their final tune-up before they start the gauntlet of Big 12 Conference play. Opening game is with Iowa State. I'm sure Kendall Cout and I will have a podcast previewing the Big 12 in general, and especially that matchup against Iowa State on Saturday. But I want to talk about some of the good things I saw tonight at the Farrell Center as Baylor defeated Nichols State by 29 points and really uh, got a good performance heading into uh, the Big 12 gauntlet. Uh, let me just kind of go through the major uh, the play, guys that played, and I'll just I'll touch on some of the good things they did and then uh, also talk about some concerns. The good, bad, and the ugly of Baylor basketball tonight. So first of all, Keontae George, let me start with him. He scored 21 points, leading scorer on the night. Uh, really loved his efficiency from three-point range. He was four for six, and he also got to the line eight times. That was great. Uh, made a couple really great passes, uh, interior passes that set up baskets, four assists on the night. Uh, so those are the good things. And also had some good moments on defense. Uh, we'll talk about some of the uh, warts here and on the other side of this. But uh, for now, we'll just focus on the positive. Uh, 21 points, uh, four for six from three, seven for eight from the free throw line. You love to see that, the four assists. And he also did a pretty good job on the glass. He had uh, six rebounds. So, uh, once again, very active on the glass. And, and we need that from Keontae. And he delivered. Uh, Dale Bonner, you talk about a guy that affects the game without scoring. Only four points, but he had six assists. Had three rebounds. Played outstanding defense as normal. Uh, three steals. Really affected the uh, press near the end of the game in the second half. Uh, that was great to see. Adam Flagler, steadying influence on the team. Uh, very efficient night for him, 20 points. He did uh, take uh, 17 shots total. He, he was three for eight from, from two-point shots, four for nine from three-point, uh, only two for four from the line, so he missed a couple of free throws. He had five rebounds, only one assist, uh, but did a really good job on defense. I, I remember a couple charges that he took. Maybe he had three uh, total, but at least two, and he also had two steals. Jalen Bridges didn't do much from the scoring column tonight, uh, but I really loved what I saw from an overall effort from him. Uh, first of all, you know, three rebounds, but he had three block shots. I thought his defense was outstanding. That is one of the better parts of his game. Uh, he plays terrific lockdown defense, and uh, tonight was a great example of that. Uh, 0 for 2 from 3, so couldn't get the offense uh, going from three-point range, but only four shots total, so very small sample size. Did, did step up to the free throw line and made both of his free throws, which is great to see. Uh, Flo Thamba. Really efficient game from him. You know, one of the things he does really well, only four rebounds, uh, but he did have uh, one for one from two-point range. And I believe he went to the line, if I'm not mistaken, maybe four times and had a couple free throws taken away from him uh, by lane violations each time. So he ends up only two for two from the free throw line. Uh, so I'm sure he was like, come on, man. Yeah, give me my points at the free throw line and don't don't commit a lane violation. Caleb Lohner had one of them. I can't remember who the other one was. Uh, but uh, overall, you know, there were some times where he was throwing some difficult passes to handle. He, he was able to secure the ball, did a really good job of uh, just ball security in general, and uh, just thought his uh, overall game was, was strong, uh, sets great picks as usual. One of the elite pick setters in college basketball. Langston Love coming off the bench. What a performance. He plays 24 minutes. He has 17 points. He only takes six shots from the field. He's three for three from two, two for three from the three-point range, five for six from the free throw line. Played really good defense. Did turn it over a couple times. Had two steals. 
tremendous uh, productive night from Langston Love. Josh Ojawuna, he had 11 and 11, 11 points, 11 rebounds. Uh, also had three block shots all in the second half, if I'm not mistaken. He, uh, he has a really nice stroke. You know, he was scoring around the rim, but he also had three for four from the free, free throw line. Uh, I just have a lot of confidence when he heads to the free throw line. His form is really good. Caleb Lohner, uh, not one of his uh, better performances. He was kind of a mess from a turnover standpoint, four turnovers. He did have seven rebounds. That's great to see. Uh, did convert a layup, uh, went to the free throw line five times, only made two. Uh, that's one that he will probably want to just uh, forget about as far as his overall efficiency. But he did contribute in in some ways, uh, plays good defense, hustles, active on the glass. We, we need that consistently from him and, uh, you know, certainly uh, need better offensive efficiency. But, uh, you know, tonight was not his night from that standpoint. Okay, let's talk about, you know, some of the – I've touched on it a little bit. But, uh, you know, one of the things that concerns me is the – Interior defense early in the game. Uh, there was a point in the game, early second half, where um, Nickel State cut the cut the lead to six. It was it was forty five to thirty at half, I believe, and uh, Nickel State came out and and really put together a nice run to start the second half. And then all of a sudden, it's uh, forty seven to forty one, and and Baylor could possibly be in a dogfight. Uh, that was at the sixteen minute mark. Uh, so from that point forward, Nickel State only scored 15 points. You know, Baylor really did a good job of protecting the rim, took numerous charges, uh, forced Nickel State into some tough shots. So I thought the defense got really strong near the end of that game. But before that, you know, Nickel State has some quick players, and they were just letting up too many easy looks at the rim, uh, which which is a concern because the Big 12 has a lot of teams with great athletes, and, and that is something that Baylor's going to have to clean up. Now, overall, maybe a little bit critical here because Baylor's defense since that Marquette debacle has been locked down. Uh, the most they've given up has been 63 points to Gonzaga, you know, which is uh, number one in offensive efficiency. No, no, they actually dropped to number three, uh, but uh, still one of the most efficient offenses in college basketball. It looks like uh, right now that Arizona is number one, and surprisingly, uh, Missouri is number two. That's uh, kind of uh, kind of surprising to me, but. Uh, but, yeah, overall, um, terrific uh, defense since that Gonzaga game for the Bears uh, where they've really started to lock down. They've, they've changed some things uh, defensively after that Marquette game. I know uh, Scott Drew has mentioned just uh, not putting guys out in space as much and maybe maybe more of a pack line type defense where they, where they compact it a little bit and, and do a great job helping and using the sidelines and using the proper angles uh, to shut down teams offensively. And the only real big test they've had in that area is Gonzaga, who's got a tremendous offense. Now, they're going to be facing some really good offenses uh, coming up. Uh, so, you know, Baylor's going to have to be on the top of their game to uh, continue this trend. But certainly, if you're looking since the start of uh, December, uh, Baylor has not allowed more than 63 points. And that's a pretty good sign as we head into conference play. Uh, so that's that's a positive uh, but, you know, the negative is uh, some transition buckets where I thought guys didn't hustle back early in this game. And then I think just uh, letting too many easy looks at the rim uh, was something that is, is a bit problematic as, as we look to improve and, and, you know, head into conference play. Uh, you know, the, the free throw shooting has been, has been pretty good this year. Uh, 24 for 35 tonight. We had guards missing uh, free throws. 
you know, Adam Flagler missing uh, two, Dale Bonner missing one, County George missed one, although he was seven for eight. Uh, Langston Love, five for six. Uh, those are all pretty good numbers. Uh, Caleb Lohner, uh, two for five. And then Jordan Turner, 0 for two when he came off the bench late in the game. But you like to see that a little better. Um, you know, to, you certainly want to be over the 70% mark. Uh, so that's something that, uh, you know, needs to continue to be refined. Uh, offensive rebounding again uh, tonight, 36%. Uh, 40% is kind of the standard that Baylor has set in the past. It was really strong going into the second half, but uh, trailed off a little bit in the, in the second half. I think there was eight offensive rebounds, if I'm not mistaken, in the first half, and so only five after intermission. Uh, defensive rebounding was really good, though. That was at uh, 74% of uh, uh, balls uh, Baylor was able to, to rebound. And, and overall, uh, 45 to 34 on the glass, you'll take that. Uh, turnovers, uh, that's something that Baylor needs to clean up. A lot of sloppiness from Keontae George, especially in transition. Uh, Caleb Loner had quite a few turnovers tonight, too. There's 10 uh, from those two players. Uh, so those are some things that uh, need to be worked on as, as we head into the uh, Big 12 gauntlet. Uh, overall, uh, pretty pleased with the performance, I would say, that uh, especially uh, this Nickel State, we know that they took Texas Tech to the wire. We know that they gave Mississippi State a scare. Uh, so to get out of there with a 29-point win against a very capable team with three older guards, uh, that does speak well to the preparation, the um, focus of the Baylor Bears as they get one final tune-up to head into conference play. The Bears are 10-2 and two and uh, a really good chance to – uh, you know, get on a roll here. Their first four conference games at Iowa State, uh, TCU at home, Kansas State at home. We need Baylor fans to show up in force for those and, and, and really uh, cheer on the Bears, uh, to you know, especially that TCU midweek game. And then, of course, the return of Jerome Tang, uh, the Saturday weekend game. Uh, it'd be nice to have full houses for both of those and, and raucous crowds that will give Baylor that extra emotional lift. Uh, LJ Cryer, I haven't mentioned his name, and it's because he didn't play. Uh, my understanding was that he was in concussion protocol, so he was unable to play tonight. Uh, hopefully they'll get him back for the Iowa State game. That will be a really key addition as we head to Ames for that uh, first road game. Uh, hopefully we play a lot better on the road than the last road game we had, true road game, uh, of course, talking about the uh, game at Marquette. So, uh, next up for the Bears is that Cyclones game, and we'll preview that uh, heavily on 365. Just want to give a couple of post-game thoughts. You've been listening to a Sikkim 365 podcast with Ashley Hodge, Sikkim Bears.